Compassion for God and compassion for our neighbor. Reaching our region and beyond with the life-changing message of Jesus Christ. This is Crosswinds Church. And now, here's Pastor Kurt Truxas. Like many of you, we have seen the empty store shelves and felt a little scared for that. At first, it was just toilet paper. And then it became meat. And then it became other grocery items. And then we go home and we start estimating like how many days worth of toilet paper and food and supplies do we have on hand? All these things start to produce anxiety. Two weeks ago, there was food in our deep freeze that we thought we should probably throw out because it had been there for years. It was getting frostburn. But nowadays, uh, we're sort of thankful for that. And we think maybe in the next upcoming months, that food will actually be a welcome and needed meal. For other people in our community, their jobs have shut down. The restaurants have closed. Factories have shuttered their doors. And they are now wondering, how long will they be able to continue receiving a paycheck? Others of us, as we face this pandemic, are thinking about our parents because they're in that older and high-risk group. And we're wondering and praying and hoping that this pandemic does not affect and change or even take their lives. And still others, maybe you are someone who is in that high-risk group and you're wondering if this pandemic may actually take your life. You find yourself checking your will to make sure it is actually in order. In only a week, our nation has entered scary times, anxiety-filled times, and worried times. We've gone from a nation at peace to a nation at war fighting a COVID-19 epidemic. And the question is, what does God's Word say to these things? What does God's Word say about times of fear and anxiety such as the epidemic we're facing today. So I'd like to begin with a a verse from the Psalms in this time of worry and anxiety. It's Psalm 94, verse 19. It says, When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. When my heart is filled with anxiety, that's when I need to hear God's words more than ever. That's when I need to find consolation from God, comfort from God, perspective from God. That is where I can find peace in a world filled with anxiety. And in a time like this, now more than ever, we need to hear from God's word to give us the perspective and the peace that we need. Now this morning we were originally scheduled to begin Mark chapter 13, but with everything that has happened this week, I felt it would be appropriate to actually change the text that we are studying, and we are going to go to Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to look at verses 25 through 34. And my hope is that as we study these verses, that God's word will give us hope. God's Word will give us peace and perspective and the comfort that we so desperately need in these unprecedented times. So let me read for you from Mark chapter 6, 
25 through 34. These are the words of Jesus. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body and what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. That ends the reading of the Word of God. Now, these verses are written to Christians, and it says no, no matter what happens to us, we do not need to be anxious about the future. In fact, if you notice, uh, three times in this paragraph, in this section that is, Jesus said, do not be anxious about your life. Don't be anxious about tomorrow. This is a command from Jesus Christ. This is not optional. This is mandatory. One of the Christian distinctives in our world is that when the world is filled with anxiety about the future, we as Christians are filled with peace about the future. While the world does not know what will happen in the future, we have a God who holds the future in his hand. In fact, the tense of how Jesus says this is very helpful. The tense is the imperative. Jesus says, stop your worrying. So this morning, if you find yourself worrying about tomorrow, Jesus says, stop it. This week, when you find yourself tempted to fall into worry, Jesus says, don't go there. We do not need to worry. Christians have no need to worry because God will make sure to sustain our physical life. That's what he's saying in these verses. Now I know what you're thinking. Pastor, you're crazy. Do not worry. I mean, there's plenty of things to worry about. Maybe the virus could take our life. The virus is cutting into my stock market. Uh, there are so many things to worry about. Why should I not worry when the stock market is fallen? This passage actually gives us three answers to that question. 
about why we should not be anxious and worried in our life. Now let me go ahead and work this passage through with you. Number one, we do not need to be anxious about the future because we have a heavenly Father who cares for us. Jesus said it in verse 25, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body and what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Now notice what Jesus is talking about here. He's not talking about all things in life. He is talking about the necessities of life. Food, drink, clothing, essentially shelter. He says, you know, we do not need to worry about making sure we have the necessities of life. We do not need to concern ourselves with where our next hamburger is going to come from and where our next Pepsi is going to come from because our life is so much more than just finding the next meal. My friends, what is the identity of our life as brothers and sisters in Christ? We are sons and daughters of God. We are adopted brothers and sisters of Jesus. Our identity is the most blessed beings in the universe. Our life is so much more than just being able to find where our next meal will be found. We have to understand the significance of our life. When we understand the significance of our life as children of God, we can understand why we have nothing to fear because we have the very promises of God. This is why we are relieved from constant preoccupation, constant anxiety about the future. We are the children of God. God holds the future. God loves us, and God will care for us. In fact, when we know who we are in Jesus, we don't find it is just not unnecessary to worry. It is actually sinful on our part to worry. In other words, if we can trust our Heavenly Father to save our soul, why can we not trust our Heavenly Father to sustain our life? Now, Jesus gives us uh, some illustrations of why we can trust our Heavenly Father to take care of us. The first illustration he shows us is this. If our Heavenly Father has provided food for the birds, we can be sure he will provide food for us. In verse 26, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Birds. Jesus says, look at the birds. They don't plant. They don't reap. They don't harvest Yet God the Father makes sure that they have their food. He makes sure he provides for their needs. Aren't you worth a whole lot more as sons and daughters of God than just a few little birds? Birds are not worried where they're going to find their next meal. Birds are not filled with anxiety uh, about their future. Birds are not 
piling up canned goods in their garage, wondering where they're going to find their next meal. Birds are not at Walmart buying a year's worth of groceries because they don't know what the future will hold. Because birds don't worry about the future because they're confident that, that their Heavenly Father will provide their need of food for the, the future. Now, by the way, don't misunderstand. This is not an excuse for laziness. Uh, birds do not just sit on a branch and open their mouth and God drops food in their, to, their, to their beak. No, what actually happens is birds work, birds search, and gert, birds look for food, but it's always their Heavenly Father that provides for their foods. The birds have no anxiety about their next meal because God provides it. And what Jesus does is he provides an argument from the lesser to the, the greater. If birds have no reason to worry because God provides for the necessities of their life, then we who are worth so much more than the birds, the very sons and daughters of God, should have no reason to worry also because we know that God will provide the essentials, the necessities of our life. Remember, we are the adopted sons and daughters of God, the most blessed beings in the entire universe. If God takes care of the bird's daily needs, certainly he will take care of our daily needs. We are worth so much more than the bird's. Now, I want you to think about this from the perspective of Jesus. Our Heavenly Father always provided Jesus' daily needs, provided Jesus his food, his water, his clothing. The Heavenly Father provided everything Jesus needed to accomplish the work that God had sent him to do. Why would God not provide us with all of the necessities we need to accomplish the work that God has ordained for us to do. If our Heavenly Father provides for the needs of birds, why would He not provide for us? If our Heavenly Father has provided for all of our spiritual needs, why would He not also provide for all of our physical needs? We are so much more valuable than birds. Why will our Heavenly Father forget about us? Now, there's another example that Jesus gives about why we should not worry. Worrying about the future, he says, will not lengthen our life. Matthew chapter 6, verse 27. And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? Jesus here is talking about life span, and he uses the term span. It's actually a, a, length, a length of measure. And what he says is this, you know, you, there's nothing you can do to will yourself into getting longer or taller. And there's nothing you can do to worry yourself into living longer. It's true. You can't will yourself tonight to making yourself eight inches taller by tomorrow morning. And you can't worry yourself tonight into shortening your life or lengthening your life any more than God has already ordained. God has already ordained the day of our birth, and God has already ordained the day of our death. 
and he will sustain us until that day. Right now in our society, we have generally had a a great desire for fitness and health and vitamins and going to the YMCA, at least while it was still open, (laughs) and eating organic and doing all these kind of things to be good stewards of our body. But to be honest, when all is said and done, we cannot change the number of days that God has already determined for our life. God has ordered the day of our birth and he has determined the day of our death. No amount of worry on our part, no amount of hand sanitizer and social distancing on our part will be able to change that. So Jesus says, stop worrying. It's not going to help you. Now, by the way, let me just be clear. Am I saying we shouldn't use hand sanitizer? No, I'm not saying that at all. We should use our hand sanitizer and we should use our social distancing and we should cough into our elbow instead of in public. And that's just a matter of us loving our neighbor. It's a matter of us being good stewards of the body that God has given us. But at the end of the day, hear me well, if God has decreed and determined that we will dry 20 years from now, or if God has determined that we will die 10 days from now, no amount of anxiety or worrying on our part will change that day. So, we want to act responsibly. We want to do our social distancing. We want to make sure we use our Clorox, but we don't want to worry about the future because we know we cannot change the day of our death in the future. Realize COVID-19 will not take anyone's life. God is the one who determines the day of our death, just as he is the one who determines the day of our birth. We can see this, by the way, in the life of Jesus. Just as Jesus went into Jerusalem, he, we have seen in the Gospel of Mark, he said three times to his disciples that he was going into Jerusalem to die and that his death in Jerusalem had been predetermined before the very foundation of the world. And God the Father had provided him proper health and proper life to accomplish all that God the Father had prepared for him to do. It's just the fact that all that God had prepared for him to do only took 33 years for him to do. And then it was God's decision to take Jesus home through the cross and through the empty tomb. The same thing is true for us. We do not need to worry. My friends, God will sustain us in this life as long as he has work for us to do in this life. And when the day comes that our work is done, then and only then will he take us home. Just as we cannot make ourselves one inch taller, We cannot make our lives last one day longer by worry and anxiety. God, our Heavenly Father, will sustain our life until He has accomplished all He has planned for our life. So there is no need for us to worry because our Heavenly Father 
is in charge of all of our days. He gives us a, a third illustration. If our Heavenly Father clothes the flowers, why would He not provide clothing for us? In verses 28 through 30. And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Once again, Jesus is making an argument from the, the lesser to the, the greater. He says, look at the lilies of the field. These are the field flowers. If God clothes them, and he clothes them so well, and he provides them with such good care, why will he not take care of you and me, sons and daughters of God, the most blessed beings in the universe? God knows the things we need. God loves us. He will provide for us. Stop worrying. Now let me show you a little bit of this. He says, the lilies of the field. Let me show you a, a lily. Look at this flower. It has incredible detail, incredibly vivid color. It has just wonderful texture. It's soft as velvet. But the honest truth is that Solomon even on his best day, in his finest clothing he ever wore, was not clothed like a lily of the field on, in the way it's clothed every day. So the amazing part is here. God has clothed the lilies of the field better every day than Solomon could ever be clothed on his best day. If that is how God cares for a flower in the field, don't you think he'll provide and care for you and me since we are so much more loved by him? We are so much more blessed by him. We are the brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ. Why do you think God will not provide for our needs if this is how he takes care of the flowers? Now it's interesting because Jesus ends this little illustration with this phrase. He says, oh, you of little faith. You know, if we are filled with anxiety about the future and anxiety about meeting the necessities of our life, what Jesus says is actually reveals a lack of faith in our life. God sent his son to save us and to give us eternal life now we must believe and have faith that God will provide the necessities we need for everyday life. Even when we face a pandemic, even when we face a time of scarcity, God will still provide our needs. Even when the economy crashes, even when the banks lose our money, here's the thing that never changes. We have a heavenly father who is still in control of our world. We have a heavenly father who loves us. 
We have a heavenly Father who cares for us, a heavenly Father who promises to provide for us and to provide the necessities we need for every day. He promises to provide us the food we need, the drink we need, the clothing or therefore the shelter we need to accomplish the work he has given us to do in our life. My friends, COVID-19 does not hold the future in its hands for us. Our Heavenly Father holds the future in His hands for us. He loves us. He will provide for us. And He will protect us until the day He has ordained for us to go home and to be with Him. Jesus continues, and he goes back to anxiety again. And he gives us another reason why we do not need to be anxious about the future. He says anxiety is a normal part of the unbeliever's life, but it's not a normal part of the Christian life. In verses 31 through 32. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, And your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. This is the second time he has said this. Do not be anxious. And specifically, he lists what we should not be anxious for. Once again, it is the necessities of normal life. It is normal for unbelievers to be anxious about having life's necessities. As soon as an unbeliever, Steve's, empty store shelves, they begin to worry But it's not normal for us to begin to worry because while the unbeliever doesn't have a heavenly father who is looking out for them and providing for their needs, we do have a heavenly father who is looking out for us, who is providing for our needs and who has told us not to worry. This is why unbelievers hoard because they don't have the promise of a heavenly father who will provide. This is why unbelievers are filled with anxiety because they don't know what the future holds, but it's different for us. We may not know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. In fact, for us as Christians, to be filled with anxiety and worry at a time of this is actually senseless, it's needless, it's useless. Actually, it's disbelief in God's character. If God loves us, then we do not need to worry. We do not need to be like the rich man in Luke chapter 12 who stored things up in his barns thinking that was the security of his future. No, we are Christians. who are God the Father is our security for our future. So I ask you this morning, Do you have faith that your heavenly Father knows what is happening in this world right now? Do you believe that the heavenly Father knows what you need to survive in life right now? Do you trust God is good and that he loves you right now? If you have faith in the very character of God, then we do not need to fear. We do not need to have anxiety about our future. Now, Jesus says this at the end of this section. He says, you know, your heavenly Father knows the things you need. 
Isn't it true that all worry is based on the fact that we don't believe our Heavenly Father knows what we need? All worry is assuming God does not care about what we need. All worry is assuming that God our Father does not have the resources necessary to provide for our needs. So the question is, at the end of the day, will we be like unbelievers in this life who run around filled with anxiety, not sure what the future holds? Or will we be like Christians in this life? Resting our care in our Heavenly Father that while we may not know what the future holds, we know our Heavenly Father holds the future and we are incredibly valuable to Him and we are incredibly loved by Him and He promises to provide the necessities we need to live for Him every day. The third point about why we should not be anxious Jesus gives us is this. Anxiety about the future is an unwise way to face the future. In verse 34, Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This is the third time Jesus has commanded us not to be people that are anxious. And what are we not to be anxious and worried about? We're not to be anxious about tomorrow. You know why we're not to be anxious about it? Because God is just as much in charge of tomorrow as he is in charge of today. It says this in Lamentations 22, 23. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Worrying. Worrying and anxiety about tomorrow, let me tell you what it will do to your life. It'll make you short with people. It'll make you irritable with people. It'll steal your joy. It'll ruin your relationships. If Satan can get you constantly worried with anxiety about tomorrow, he'll, he'll take away your ability to be fruitful for Christ today. Jesus says, don't scoop into your, lap, into your lap all the imagined troubles of what will happen in the future. Each day that we face has enough trouble of its own. God will give us the grace we need to handle tomorrow when we get to tomorrow. God gives us the grace we need to handle today today. So don't worry about tomorrow, because when you get there, God will give you the grace you need to handle it. All of us have been through times in our life where we've seen a point in the future where things do not look good. Maybe you were unemployed in the past, and you have a limited amount of money in the bank, and you can see the fact you have mortgage payments due and you don't have a job that has come around for you and you can see in just weeks or, or a few months in the future that everything is going to come crashing down and you find yourself awake with anxiety at night. But amazingly, when you got to that day, God provided grace for that day and didn't he carry you through then? Nothing is different now. 
There may be things as we look into the future that it looks like the world is going to fall apart in the days to come. That our lives are going to fall apart in the days to come. But God will give us grace for that day when we get to that day. Do not worry. God is in charge of our lives and he loves us. He cares for us. He promises to provide the necessities that we need. Lastly, we look at this. When we focus on loving God and loving people, God promises to provide for our daily needs. This is a verse that so many of us know. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. This is a verse that is worth memorizing. It's worth holding close to your heart. And what does it say? What are all these things that will be added to you? What was the promise that God will provide? God promises to provide the necessities, the food, the drink, and the clothing that we need. And what do we need to do to be recipients of this promise? He says, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then God promises he'll provide the necessities of our life. Now, what does it mean to seek God's kingdom and to seek righteousness? It simply means what we were studying about a few weeks ago in the Gospel of Mark, the greatest commandment, that we would love God at this time with all of our heart, soul, and mind, and then go out of our way to love our neighbors as ourselves. If we would simply focus on loving God and loving people, There is a promise from Jesus Christ that when we do that, he will make sure to provide the necessities of our life. Even when we are in the midst of a pandemic, even when we are in the midst of shortages, even when we are in the midst of times of need, there will be food, there will be drink, there will be clothing. Let me close. Let me make some challenges. As Christians... We have a heavenly Father who promises to provide for our needs. He promises to provide for the necessities that we need. We have no need to worry. We have no need to be filled with anxiety. God will provide. This is one of the ways that we are a witness to the world in this time. When unbelievers are filled with worry, we, my friends, are filled with peace. And because we are filled with peace, we put our energies at this time into loving God and serving people, knowing that God, will, the Father, who loves us dearly, will provide for our daily needs. And this morning, if you're listening to me and you are not a Christian, I want to urge you today to become a Christian, to confess your sin, to trust in Jesus Christ, and have the God of the universe become the very heavenly father of your life. The God who promises to protect you. The God who promises to provide for you the necessities that you need. So you will be able to continue to serve him until that day when he has ordained to call you home. As Christians this morning, the challenge for us today out of God's word is that we would not be people given to anxiety. We would not be people given to worry. Because our confidence 
rest in our Heavenly Father who loves us, who cares for us, who sent His own Son to die for us. And until the day that He has ordained to call us home, He will provide the necessities that we need to carry through in life and do the work that God has given us to do. My friends, let us trust ourselves into our Heavenly Father's care and hands. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Matthew chapter 6. We thank you for how repeatedly Jesus told us, do not be filled with anxiety. Do not worry. No matter what the stock markets look like, no matter what the food shelves look like, no matter what the news may look like, as Christians, we do not need to worry because you, Heavenly Father, are in charge, caring, protecting, and providing for us. I pray that since we don't have to worry, that we would pour our energy into loving you and to loving others in this time. We ask this in your name. Amen. This has been a presentation of Crosswinds Church. More of Pastor Kurt's sermons can be found online at crosswinds.tv. Thanks for being with us. And may God continue to enrich your life.